Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. I want to move into my message with you today. uh, And I'm beginning a new series that I'm going to be teaching over the next few weeks as we're just walking our way uh, through this season. Uh, we're, We're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. We are finding ourselves uh, being quarantined. We are, we are doing social distancing. We, we're having stay-at-home directives uh, from our government leaders trying to protect us and be healthy. So, so how do we process this time? How do we stay connected uh, and keep growing in our faith and stay encouraged when we're dealing with such unusual times? Well, I want to bring a series to you beginning today, and I'm titling this series, Out of nowhere. Have you ever heard somebody use that phrase, man, that came out of nowhere. Someone would say, where did that come from? And it came out of nowhere. Well, I'm going to bring a series to you, out of nowhere, helping you to understand how to respond to these out of nowhere moments. So, hey, right there where you are, why don't you go ahead and reach out to your friends and family and others that are there and Share with them uh, this on this live stream, this Facebook live that's coming to you. Tag them, share with them. Say, hey, join us. Come on right now. Pastor's getting ready to share a message with us that's going to bring hope and faith and encouragement. I want you to join us. I always say, hey, come on. I'm a pastor that loves to get feedback. You're not here with me physically to give me an amen, but those comments are our online amens. Go ahead and do that. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for encouraging somebody else to join us in this moment. Out of nowhere. I want to help us to understand how do we respond to something, to a crisis that suddenly happens in our life. The unplanned, the unexpected, the unprecedented. Literally, how do we respond to these out-of-nowhere moments in our life. You know, you and I like to make our plans, don't we? We love to make plans. We want to feel like we're in control. But here's what you know if you live long enough, unplanned things happen. Maybe this is the first real crisis you've had to deal with in your life. Maybe everything's moved along to your plan. Everything's gone according to how you designed it to work. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, The coronavirus comes in and rattles this planet, and now we're dealing with unplanned things, unexpected things, unprecedented areas. I want to read a verse to you today as we get started, dealing with the unplanned, responding to the out-of-nowhere moments. Listen to this, Isaiah chapter 46 and verse number 10. This is God speaking. I make known the end of from the beginning. Don't you love that? I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. Listen to what God says. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. I've got some good news for us today. In the middle of the unplanned, God is still in control. God says, I see the end from the beginning. Do you know something? God is already there. God arrived before we did to the unplanned moments in our life. When we hit that place where you feel like, I'm out of control. 
when you walk into that out-of-nowhere moment that you had not foreseen coming, I have some good news for you. God was not caught off guard. God was not surprised. He sees the end from the beginning, and he knows where you and I are along the way. So before the crisis ever came your way, God was already there waiting to help you. You know what I believe? Let, we need to latch on to something. Here's what I'm praying, and here's what I'm believing today, that God is ready and God is able to turn the virus into a victory. Come on, let's, let's take that and begin to make that our faith. I believe God is ready and God is able to turn the virus into a victory. But the question is, how are we going to respond? How are we going to move into this moment? How are we going to allow God to take the unplanned, the unexpected, the out of nowhere, and make something good out of that. How will I respond? Am I going to remember that God is with me in this moment? Am I going to acknowledge His presence, that God is here with me? Am I going to trust Him? Am I literally going to create with my trust and my faith the space for God to respond to me? Am I going to do that? Am I going to allow him the space to be God in this moment? Well, I want to read to you an event that took place that if anything ever classified as unexpected, unplanned, out of nowhere, it's this moment that we're about to read. It's in Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 23. Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 23. Here's Jesus with the disciples. After a long day of teaching a great multitude of people, he says, we're going to go somewhere. Watch this. Uh, Verse 23, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm, without warning, out of nowhere, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. Man, what a paradox here. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. What a moment. So here we are walking with Jesus and the disciples into a unplanned, unexpected, out-of-nowhere moment. And let's see if we can't discover some truth about how we respond to these very moments. Here's, here's what I want you to recognize. Let's look at this again. When he got into the boat, and then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. One, one translation I'm reading says, and in fact, let me say this. this. This account is not only in Matthew 8. It's repeated in Mark 4 and repeated again in Luke chapter 8. Three times in the Gospels. This event was recorded. It's important. There's something for you and I to remember about this. It's very important. So we see the emphasis. We read here that Jesus got into the boat with them. In Mark and in Luke it says Jesus made this statement, we're going to the other side. He's in the boat with them. He says we're going to the other side. Are you ready? Here's something I want you to hold on to as we go through our time together today. When a storm comes out of nowhere, you must remember that Jesus says we're going somewhere. I want to say that again. When a storm comes out of nowhere, you must remember that Jesus said we're going 
somewhere. So he's with them. He has a plan. He says, we have an assignment. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. And I'm going to be with you in the journey. But even when Jesus is with us in the boat, even when Jesus has given us direction, there are going to be moments in life that come that are unplanned and unexpected. They literally feel to us that they came out of nowhere. There was no warning. There was no uh, foreknowledge. There was no time to prepare for what was about to happen. If we'll be perfectly honest, in this moment we're in around the world, this coronavirus pandemic, the truth be told, even with everybody playing the blame game, you know what the truth is? No one saw this coming. It came out of nowhere, just like this storm, without warning the storm came upon the disciples in Jesus without warning the coronavirus came out of nowhere the coronavirus came instead of wasting our time blaming someone why don't we look to God and say let's get ready to respond to this moment in our life we read here without warning a furious storm came upon them. A furious storm. Uh, This word furious translated out of the Greek is a word that we like to use all the time when we talk about something big. It's the word mega, mega, big, huge, without limits, over the top. That's what kind of storm, a furious, a mega storm. I thought it interesting, this word storm is often translated for an earthquake in Scripture. It means a shaking. It means the boat was shaking so hard, it was throwing them back and forth. Do you know life has a way of shaking us? Life has a way of coming at us when we weren't looking, out of nowhere, and we feel like everything is shaking. Can I help you with that? In Hebrews chapter 12, the Bible says everything that can be shaken will be shaken, but what remains are the solid things of God. I have good news for us today. We may have sailed into an unforeseen storm. We may be walking through a season that came out of nowhere, but the good news is when the storm comes out of nowhere, remember Jesus is with you and we're going somewhere. And no matter what is shaken as we go with the Lord, good things are going to remain in our life. We may see some things fade away right now, but they are unnecessary things. God is with us. And the waves we read here, now the boat is rocking back and forth, to and fro, like an earthquake would rattle everything around you. But Jesus is there. He's there with them. And we read here in Scripture that as this violent mega storm came on them, the waves started sweeping over the boat. The waves were coming over, and they began to be frightened. You know, often we always talk about the storm, but it's not the storm that's the problem. It's the waves coming into the boat that's going to drown the boat, sink the boat, impact their life. What about these waves? Well, let's look at a scripture, James chapter 1 and verse number 6, because we're learning to respond to this. James 1 and verse 6, the verse here says, watch this. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a, what, wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. The Bible literally tells us that when we begin to doubt, it's waves coming over us. Literally the waves that want to sink your boat right down the coronavirus, the waves that want to intimidate you, the waves that we're watching coming over the edge of the boat are literally waves of doubt. The Bible said it is doubt. It is 
doubt that creates the waves that could shipwreck our life. So understanding that, we need to realize how Jesus responded. So the waves are sweeping over the boat. And then we read in the end of that verse, but Jesus was sleeping. Jesus is asleep. The waves of doubt are not bothering him. The mega storm has not unsettled him. I want to remind you that there is nothing that we are facing now. There is nothing that we have ever faced. And there is nothing that we were going to face that will rattle Jesus. Waves of doubt are not intimidating to him. Mega storms are not intimidating to him. Aren't you thankful? (laughs) He's with us in this journey. Aren't you thankful that when a storm comes out of nowhere, when a a, a worldwide pandemic comes out of nowhere, God is with us. And God is forced. So he's sleeping, but watch the response of the disciples. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. What opposite responses. Think of it. Same storm, same boat. Completely different responses. Let's keep reading. Verse 26, he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up. And rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? They would even the winds and the waves obey him. You understand that those waves that destroy us are doubts that come on. When doubt begins to overwhelm us, fear quickly follows after that. Do you realize what Jesus said? You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Do you realize the issue here when the storms come out of nowhere are not the storms, but our faith? The real issue is not what's happening to me. It's how I'm responding to it. And that should encourage us. It should help us because, see, we fear the storm. Our focus is the storm. I can't live because of the storm. I'm going to drown because of the waves. But the truth of the matter is it's not a storm issue. It's not a wave issue. It's a faith issue. If I can trust in God, if I can respond and recognize he's with me, he's for me, then I'm going to see something happen happen in the midst of the worst out of nowhere moment in my life. You see, we, we have to come to the place where we realize in one translation, he said to them that we are another account in Mark and in Luke. He, he not only says here, you have little faith. He, he said to them, why are you so afraid? He asked them the question. Now the storm is raging. And the waves are coming over the boat. Doubt is trying to crash in on you. And Jesus, I love this, walks right into our moment. He walks right into 2020. He walks right into the middle of the coronavirus. Get this with me. And not condemning, not putting down, not insulting, not accusing. He says, hey, I want to know, why are you so afraid? See, he's with us. Why are you so afraid? Listen, this is what he says to this. He says, do you still have no faith? Hey, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? In Mark and in Luke, that was his question about this moment. Can I help us with something today? I believe that Jesus is right here with us in this moment. I believe if we will respond correctly, we're we're about to find something dynamic. Jesus is saying, hey, hey, why are you afraid? Are you still 
doubting? Or, or do you still have no faith? Why would he ask that? Do you still? That means they had already had many opportunities to see the goodness of God. They had already seen him proven his faithfulness many, many times. Come on, tell me the truth. Haven't you already seen God be faithful in your life? Haven't you already seen him provide when you thought there was no way to make it? Haven't you seen him heal when someone was sick and the doctor had given up? Uh, Aren't you sure you've already seen him make a way out of no way? Do you know what I believe Jesus is saying to us today? He's saying, hey, don't give up. Don't jump out of the boat. Don't think you're going to drown. He said, I want to ask you a question. Why are you so afraid? Are you still doubting? Do you still have no faith? Haven't I shown myself faithful? Haven't I been more than enough? Haven't I answered every prayer? Haven't I walked with you along the way? And you know what? We have to say, Lord, yes, you have. Yes, you have. The faithful God is with us. You know what our issue is today? It's not the virus. It's a faith issue. It's a trust issue. Let's trust him. Let's believe in him. Let's don't let the waves of doubt crash over us and sink us in the middle of this thing. Jesus then turned and rebuked the storm, and it literally calmed down. He amazed the disciples. I want to help you with something today. Maybe we need to get our theology straight. We need to get our thinking straight about storms and things that come out of nowhere. I've heard some people say that God sent the coronavirus. No, no, no. I've heard people say, well, God sent this. God wants to teach us a lesson. Can I tell you something? We can see it all right here in this account. You see, when, when the storm came out of nowhere, not out of heaven, out of nowhere, Jesus stood up and rebuked the storm. That word rebuke is is a strong word. It it means to censor severely. If we put it in our modern terms, Jesus stood up and told that storm, shut your mouth right now. To censor severely. To charge sharply. So let's look at this. If God sent that storm, why would Jesus sternly rebuke his father? Why would he stop what God had started. Oh no, God didn't send the storm. Jesus rebuked the storm because it had come out of nowhere. I'm going to tell you something. God did not send the coronavirus. God did not send this pandemic upon the earth. It is not the handwork of God. Jesus rebuked that storm and Jesus will rebuke this storm and we will overcome. But the question is, what are we learning? How are we responding as we're going through the process. I believe instead of letting the waves of doubt overwhelm us and cause us to fear and cry and doubt, even though the Lord is with us, it's time for you and I to make a faith statement. It's time for you and I to stand up and say, you know, if God be for me, who's going to be against me in this moment right now? It's time for you to get into your word. Listen, I know we're hearing the statistics and the coronavirus is real, and, it, and, it, and it's very sobering. But I'm going to tell you something. We, we, we've been looking at a lot of television. You need to get into your word. You need to see what does God say. You need to connect with the presence of God. I would encourage you to turn on praise and worship in your home. Come on, change the atmosphere. Feel the atmosphere. I would monitor my conversation. I would monitor the words that come out of my mouth. I would make a decision that I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to fight this good fight of faith. In fact, let's look at that verse. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Notice notice our scripture. I want you to see this. Fight the good fight of faith. You know, sometimes when you're in the boat and, and, and the out of nowhere storm has crashed on you, it's not easy 
to have faith. It's not easy to stand strong in the Lord. Our human nature, our emotions want to panic and scream, we're going to drown. Don't you care about us? Come on, friends. Jesus is with us. When the storm comes out of nowhere, you have to remember Jesus already said, we're going somewhere. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I want to say something to you today. How are we going to respond to the out of nowhere moment? We're going to fight the good fight of faith. We're going to trust in the power and the goodness and the grace of God. I believe that he's going to walk with us through this moment. I believe he's going to carry us through. And you know what I believe? I believe we're going to be stronger when we get to the other side. I don't know about you, but when something comes out of nowhere, when hell tries to stop us along the way. I'm not giving up because my future and your future is not nowhere. It's somewhere in the will of God. We have an assignment. Jesus said, let's get in the boat and we're going to the other side. We're going somewhere along the way, along life's journey. Unexpected things happen. Unplanned things happen. Out of nowhere things happen. Even when we're right there in the boat with Jesus. But we need to be ready for these moments. I have to be honest and say, maybe we're having to grow up in our faith a little bit. Maybe we're having to look at life not just the way we want it, but how reality really works and how God works in those moments. Look with me at John 16 and verse number 33. John 16 and verse 33. I love this. This is Jesus. He said, I've told you these things so that in me... You have peace, but take heart. In the world, it says, you will have trouble. But what do we write? But take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. Let me read this because I want to make sure that we, we get this intact. John 16 and verse number 33. He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Did you hear that? That's what Jesus said. Now, aren't you thankful that that verse didn't begin there? In this world, you're going to have trouble. Jesus said, even though I'm in the boat with you, unexpected things are going to happen. Even though I said we have an assignment and we're going over, you know what Jesus said? We're going to have some out of nowhere things. Let's read John 16, 33 again. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. What was Jesus doing in the midst of the storm? Resting and sleeping. What were the disciples doing? Fearful and crying and giving up and saying, we're going to drown. Don't you care about us? What did Jesus say? I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Listen, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Take heart. I've overcome the world. I choose to respond according to Jesus. Dear friend, let me tell you something today. I would love to promise you a world where there are no out of nowhere moments. I would love to promise you a life that if you ask Jesus to become your savior, if you do everything just right and follow all these things, you're never going to have an issue. Jesus said, in this world, there's going to be trouble. In this world, There are going to be some out-of-nowhere moments. But he said, I don't want you to worry. He said, I'm going to give you peace in it, and I want you to know that I have overcome. I I love that. Are Are you listening to the tense? He said, I have overcome, not I will overcome. Well, that encourages me. So when I'm in the boat and I'm going to the other side, And an unexpected out-of-nowhere crisis, uh, a coronavirus pandemic sweeps 
the earth. Jesus has already overcome. And so we choose to respond that way. We have to understand we simply cannot control everything. So we need to learn to trust God in those moments when we can't control. Do you know that God can use it for his good? He's not the author of it, but he can use it for his good. Do you know that most growth in our lives comes from challenges, from oppositions? I call it your faith muscles. You know, you don't build muscles looking at the gym, looking at the bench press, looking at the curl bar. You build your muscle by pushing against the resistance. By responding to the opposition. Do you know that most growth spiritually comes when we're facing a challenge? I want you to realize that we cannot control the unexpected, but God is always in control. Did you hear me? We cannot control the unexpected, but God is always in control. We can expect God to be faithful. You know, we discover the greatness of God. Listen to me closely. We discover the greatness of God and our potential... Huh? And, and our God-given purpose when we're facing a challenge. When do I discover how great God is? When do I really tap in to my God-given potential and find my purpose? It's when the giants come in my life. How did David know he could kill a giant when he went one day to give his older brother some food and out of nowhere a man named Goliath, nine feet tall, walked into his life? But what did he discover in the midst of that out of nowhere moment that God is bigger than giants and God had created him to be a giant killer and nothing could stop God's purpose for his life? Oh, I love that. You see, what happens when these storms suddenly pop up in our life where the giants walk in that we had not counted on? What happens when your own brothers sell you as a slave down into Egypt like Joseph? What do you discover? You find that God's already ahead of you in that moment. You find that God is able and you discover the potential in you is to be a ruler, a problem solver, a mighty man of God, a mighty woman of God, someone like Esther born for such a time as this. You see what the devil has designed to destroy us. When we respond to the waves of doubt and faith and trust to God, we begin to find out God is doing some big things. God's doing some great things. Come on. We have to understand in this world, Jesus said, you're going to have some trouble, but I'm going to give you peace and I want you to take heart. I've already overcome this. We have to face a giant to see our God's bigger than the giant. What happens, you know, when, when, when you're, you're like uh, Moses and he thinks life is over and he's missed his opportunity and he's walking on the backside of the desert and, and, and he's a shepherd when he knows he should be a deliverer and he walks into an unplanned, unexpected, out of nowhere, burning bush and God calls him back into his place. Do you know what I believe may be happening during the coronavirus? I believe there are men and women who maybe have given up on God. And maybe you've given up on yourself. And maybe God just might give me the privilege today to be a burning bush in your life. And out of nowhere, God sent me today to say to you, hey, God's not giving up on you. It's not too late. You're not too far away. Your purpose, your calling, your reason for being on this planet is still ready to go in the eyes of Almighty God. You see, let's look at a couple of verses here. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 37. Let me, let me show you this verse. Look at this. No, in all these things. See, we, we're going to face some things. We're going to face some out of nowhere moments. But in all these things, someone say all, oh, all these things, we are more than conquerors 
through him who loved us. I love that. Look at Isaiah 54 and verse number 17. Are you ready? Come on. If you don't have your Bible open, you got to get these scriptures. Come on. No weapon. Say it in your house right now. Come on. You're not in that boat by yourself. You're not in that house by yourself. You're not in the virus by yourself. No weapon. No weapon. Say it out loud with me. No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the saints of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Come on one more time before we leave it. No weapon. Say it. Make it personal. No weapon formed against me will prevail or prosper. I want you to look at one more. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 9. Now, this is something you have to understand this message to understand what this says. But he said to me, my grace, this is God speaking to the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, my unearned favor, what I can do and you can't. God said, I have enough for you. Look, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Paul says, okay, that being the case, I'm going to boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. You realize what Paul said? I'm going to stop fighting to be in control of everything. I'm going to stop acting like I'm God over my life. If in the moments I can't handle, if in the weak moments, if in the out of nowhere moments, I have to come to grips, this is bigger than me, I'm going to stop fighting it, and I'm going to stop, start responding and saying, look what God's doing. Watch the hand of God in my life. Look at the faithfulness of God. What an incredible truth. In my weakness, God's strength is made perfect. Do you understand that? Instead of saying, this virus is going to defeat us, do you understand this virus that is bigger than us is not bigger than God? So you know what that means? In our inability, we're about to see God's ability. In our weakness, we're about to see God's strength. The coronavirus is not going to destroy us. It's going to reveal the greatness of our God. He is so faithful. When out of nowhere happens, when it's hit your life, unexpectedly and 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 you're waiting and the answer and the deliverance is not coming as quickly as you would like it to when the waves of doubt are trying to crash over your boat and you're being tempted to give up and cry out as the disciples did jesus wake up don't you care about us remember his love for you has no end no measure that it will never walk away from you god loves you right now god's with you right now god's for you right now. Do you know what? God never said that you live this life and there'll never be a problem. In fact, listen, the presence of a battle does not mean the absence of God in the war. Did you hear me? The presence of a battle does not mean the absence of God is in your war. When out of nowhere comes, when a crisis comes, it doesn't mean you're out of the will of God. Listen to me. But we have some bad theology running around in these days. Just because you have a crisis, an out of nowhere moment, that doesn't mean you're out of the will of God. In fact, it probably indicates you're exactly where God wants you to be. Why did it come out of nowhere? Because Satan, the author of nowhere, is intimidated about the somewhere that you're going. And he's trying to stop it before you arrive. Because you're facing a crisis, because you're facing a challenge, does that mean God is not with you? My friend, God's not only with you, he's for you. You are probably exactly where God wants you to be. Are you ready? This is what I want you to leave with a couple of verses here. As we come to the end of this account, 
after Jesus had calmed the storm and were seeing the proper way to respond to the waves of doubt, he rebuked the storm. Then the disciples, the Bible says they were, in Matthew 8, amazed at him. I want to help you. You're about to become amazed at God. This challenge is so big, the way that God's going to bring you through is absolutely going to amaze you. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. I want you to grab it today and declare this is what I'm going to do. Let us not become weary in doing good. Come on, my friend. Stay in the boat with Jesus. Stay on track in this moment. Respond in faith. It's not a storm issue. It's not a virus issue. It's a faith issue. It's a trust issue. We're going to trust God. Let's not become weary in doing good for at the proper time. Come on, say it my time. At the proper time. At God's time. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You're about to be amazed. Ephesians 3.20 tells us this. You're about to be amazed. Look at this. Now to him, our God, the one who's with us and for us, who is able to do immeasurably more. See, you can measure a mega storm, but you can't measure the goodness of God. Our God who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or even imagine. You've not even thought about what God's going to show you in this time. According to his power, that is at work within us. Right now, God is going to do something amazing. Right now, God, as he brings you through this moment, and as we respond by faith and refuse to allow that waves of doubt to destroy us, you're about to be amazed at God's next move in your life. As we close this time together today, here's what I want to say to you from the bottom of my heart. God is with us in this moment. God is going to bring us through this moment. We have an assignment. We have a destiny. We have a purpose. And when the storms of life the coronavirus pandemics come out of nowhere and roar against us and scream for our attention and intimidate us with their fury. Jesus is with us. And he is saying to us, you're not going down. You're not drowning. You're not sinking. When crisis comes out of nowhere, Jesus is with us. We're going somewhere. We're arriving. We're going to make it. My friend, as we are praying together right now, as I begin to pray with you, I have such a sense of those that are with me now watching this live stream, with us on Facebook Live, with us on these social media platforms. I want you to understand something right now. God knows where you are. He knows who you are. And he's not out to get you. He's out to reach you and connect with you and love you and bring you into the safety of his presence. Maybe you say, well, Pastor in a previous storm, I gave up and I, I jumped out of the boat. In a previous storm, I became angry at God. And, and when this thing came out of nowhere, I forgot that he was with me. And, and now my life's in a nowhere place. It's not too late. You're not too far. He's the God that can rescue you and bring you back. So I want you to pray with me right now. I, I just sense his love and mercy reaching out to those who've given up on God, given up on himself given up on life. I sense the grace of God reaching you. Would you pray with me right now? Dear Jesus, we come to you in this moment and we're going to respond in a different way than we've been responding. Instead of being bitter, instead of being defeated, instead of giving up, instead of saying, don't you care? We realize you do care. We realize you've always been for us. And in this moment, we simply say, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm coming out of the darkness. 
I'm coming out of that far place. I'm getting out of this nowhere place. And I'm going to come back to the God who loves me. God, forgive me for sinning. Forgive me for running away. Forgive me for rebelling. God, I'm sorry. And I come to you. Jesus, would you forgive me? Would you come live in my heart and renew my life? Make me alive again. I ask you to be my Savior, my Lord. I want to start all over. I want to give my life to you. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. And you know, maybe you've never made that decision. Maybe you, you've just said, you know, I've struggled for faith. I never saw him in the storm. All I've seen is the storms. I always gave up before I gave him a chance. I never realized that he was for me. Somebody told me he sent the storm. I've been mad at God all my life. I've been mad at him for all the out of nowhere things. And I realize now he never sent those. But he's the God who's with me in those. And so, Lord, I need you. I come to you. I ask you to accept me. Clean me up. Make me clean. Wash me. I, I, I come to you. I make Jesus Christ my Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name. Guys, we so want to help you begin this journey. Christianity is not religion. It's not just one decision. It's a lifetime. It's a relationship with God walking with you every step of the way. We'd love to help you with that. And friends, those of you that are with me, you're believers, you love the Lord, you're Christians. But man, this coronavirus moment has literally made you feel that the waves of doubt and fear are going to sink your boat. God's with you. Remember what Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have some trouble. There will be some viruses. There will be some storms that come because this isn't heaven, it's earth. Satan's still doing his thing. But God said, take heart, I have. I have already overcome the challenge you're facing right now. Father, bring healing to those that are sick. Bring comfort to those who disturb. Bring faith and rest to those who've been in fear. We, I rebuke the spirit of fear. The Bible says that there's, we have not received a spirit of fear. That's a spirit. It's from Satan. I bind the spirit of fear. I loose and release hope and grace for you today. Father, I pray for those that are, that are concerned about their health, our health care workers, our frontline workers, our first responders. Lord, I pray over them today. Pray over your family. I agree with you. Your family will stay healthy and whole. I pray for those that have tested positive for this virus. That's not a problem for God. He's bigger than the virus. He's going to heal your body. I stand in agreement for healing with you right now. Friend, we're here with you and we're for you here at Calvary. Our prayers are with you. Our hope and our faith is with you. And above all, God's with you. We're coming through. We're not going to stop with a nowhere attack. We're going somewhere with the grace of God. It's been awesome to be with you today. And I love you guys. We're here for you. Respond to us. Let us know how we can help and pray. Pastors are available live with you right now. We'd love to do that. I bless you and speak God's favor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.